seeing just sea, you're like, yeah, the, the Earth is covered in sea. It, the globes don't lie. <laughs> and and was there ever a part of you that was like, is the Earth flat? Um, no. Good, because you're... I'm not a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I love it if we just lose like 90% of <laughs> yeah. our viewers because they're it's flat. I saw the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked over. I it nearly fell off. Um, we did a handbrake <laughs> turn <laughs> to make sure we didn't go over it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> turn the engines up. <laughs> yeah. Reverse, reverse! <laughs> It is really nice to be back. Yes. I will say. Because yes. we did, uh, I don't mind saying, we pre-recorded couple. Two, two weeks worth of episodes because we were both going to be away for two weeks separately. Yeah. Um, we did uh, we did Jurassic Park yes. and we did Top Gun. We rewatched those. Um, great scenes. Great scenes. Sorry, it was Top Gun, yeah. great scenes, and then Jurassic yes. Park. But yeah, we did a cheeky little pre-record. Thank you for bearing with us, but we wanted to keep the content mill Come going. In. Yeah, May was a busy time and you clearly missed it. Yes. Clearly missed doing yes. this. I mean, there was that time that, as people will know, yes. they follow us on TikTok and Instagram, that uh, we couldn't put the show out because mm. you were literally stranded in the middle of the Atlantic. I was, yes, yeah, so I was I was filming on a transatlantic cruise right. for seven days, okay. which don't get me wrong, amazing. Yeah, sure. One of the weirdest experiences ever. Really? Because, okay. well, like, everyone there is 100 years old. <laughs> and I'm I'm the only other, like, person who's under 40 right. is, like, the other person I'm working with, people who are, like, the client who are there. And I had such a good time, but I was also just so... And, and obviously, I stick out like a sore thumb when I've got a camera. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, what are you filming? Are you taking pictures? You must be a keen photographer. I'm, like, I'm not just here alone yeah. with a massive camera. Uh, yeah, for fun. <laughs> for fun. No, I'm, I'm, we're working on the Was ship. everyone in bed by five? Was it that kind of lights no, out? No, yeah. it, was, it was like one of those, you get dressed up in black tie, oh, you go wow. dancing. Everyone oh. was in the best mood. Oh, fantastic. Because they're just all like 70 with their partner that they love. Yeah. I got very romantic. I was like, you know what? This is strange and I shouldn't be here, but this is also really lovely for yes. like those people. Yes, it's strange <laughs> like, to you because you're out of place. You yes. Know, if, if, if it works for these guys, let them do it. But then there was, this re- there was this moment when I remember it was nighttime and it's actually the only time I've ever experienced a full 360 flat horizon. I've realized I've never oh, actually yeah. seen that because I've been at, I've been to the beach, obviously, but yeah. behind you is the sea. And if I do go out to sea, you can I usually can yeah. see the coast or I can see boats. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was an experience where I went out on the deck, you know, I've been sailing for like three days yeah. and there's just nothing. Wow. It's just flat ocean as far as you can see. And it's a very, it's almost like the thing to look at is the fact that there's nothing. It's quite scary. It's really scary. And you know, obviously me and this other producer were going over statistics that apparently six hours, if you fall in, that's average life expectancy, (laughs) six hours. And it's like, apparently you're not meant to swim, you're meant to bob. And then at night, even scarier, pitch black void of nothing. If there's no stars, Nothing. That th- so you can't. There is no. It's just. It's it's black sky into black water. Yes. That's so like, the, there's a little faint been glow space. of the ship that goes out a few meters, and then I think if you fell in, it would like it would be similar to being in a just a wet, cold, black void. Oh Jesus! And it's just terrifying. Which makes me think about the Titanic because obviously yes. I, I didn't even ask for iceberg lettuce on that ship. I, I didn't even want to bring it up. <laughs> boom, boom. But, yeah. But um, Thanks, I was just thinking that when the lights, you haven't seen the film, but when yes. there's a moment when the lights cut out on right. the ship, I, it's dark. I think I've seen the sinking sequence. But and yeah. I was thinking that obviously it gets dark in the movies, but they've got to film a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine that would be... <sighs> Pitch black yeah. horror. Uh, that's no, but I did. I mean, uh, we, when we talked about Titanic, I mentioned that like I went through a phase of like really like looking into like the facts of the actual the actual event, not the film. Yeah, uh, like, often after parties or whatever, like down a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. And there was one I watched, which was, which was an animation simulation that played the Titanic sinking out in yes, real time. I've seen right? those, yeah. And I remember that because it showed how dark it was. Yeah, and it was really dark in terms of like tone. Is that uh, when the ship went under the water? You had about a thousand people in Still the water. No, in the water. Oh, in the water on top. But so what you've got is you've got complete blackness, unless there was a full moon or whatever. But yeah. let's just, let's just or say loads of stars. Just say complete black, cold void, and just hun- thousands of hundreds of voices screaming, crying out. But and this is like from a natural primary testimony. Someone was just like, and then minute by minute, the voices would grow less and less. Quieter Awful. and quieter until almost nothing. And that's 
really, really horrible. I'm so sorry Welcome to begin to the, the show. show. <laughs> Good God. But uh, the Wi-Fi, I'm not going to moan. I was at sea. The Wi-Fi was so bad. I actually, I voiced note to George. A voice note which took about a minute to send, which yes. I've never really had to do. I was like, George, it's taken me, because I was sending a couple of bits of work back that were just images. Yes. And to send like 40 or 50 megabytes, that's like a photo on that camera. Yeah. That would take an hour. Just so for us to have a phone call was the first time I've ever experienced like that true like comedy bit of like the delayed thing. So yes, like, it was a good three or four so second like, delay. Hi James. Hi, hi. Oh, hi. Hi George. Yeah, no, I just want to talk about yeah, yeah, the yeah, show. And then you're gonna get it out. Yeah, and then it's like the the show. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. It's not, it's not no, no, happen. I was asking about the show. Yeah, the I show. Think about the next show. week would be great. <laughs> no, I've already asked that. <laughs> Sorry, what are you asking me? <laughs> so you were my first phone call I managed to get. I was, in a pl- I was like under one of the routers and right. I was like, I'm going to give this a go. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, a person, hello. <laughs> hello is that you? <laughs> I felt like uh. I was uh, like in the Bermuda Triangle, like lost at sea. Oh, what is it? What um, so, you, so you were so literally, so we couldn't put an episode of it because you, you had the it. file. I had the I file. I didn't have the file. James had the file. I thought it would be a case if I could leave it overnight, but the internet kicked you out every 10 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, even if I leave this going, there's no episode coming w- up. When that internet cut out, and, and or like you were just limited, were you like, welcome? to the real world yeah. this is this is what living without the, it's like the, i can describe a ship as like a cruise ship as like a services a hotel lobby right and a westfield had a baby <laughs> and you're in the sea right and you know if you've ever spent too long in a hotel lobby it starts to feel weird yes and like it's a place you're actually meant to pass through yes yeah, not and stay. It may, you sit for maybe 10 minutes while yeah. you wait for something like actually if you spent an hour there you'd start noticing yeah weird things it's kind of like that but it was seven days and you're not getting off anywhere because it's the atlantic ocean of course and we did do a um a commemorate a commemorative sound of the foghorn when we passed over the wreckage of the titanic really? on the third day huh they, so every day at 12 you would lose an hour and you'd be like it's at the captain be like it's not 12 it's actually one o'clock huh. so we lose an hour as we go back you're currently four thousand three hundred meters above the seabed and you're the nearest land is like i don't know we'd say like the faroe islands or just somewhere in the middle yeah. of nowhere um and yeah it was weird and then you realize you're just floating it might, might as well be in space Oh uh, yeah, it's like that scene in Interstellar. I, it's like you know these these people who the deep sea divers. They don't even know how to swim. They can't even swim. I um, they're, they're over. They're fucking gone. I, I I when I look at cruise ships and the sheer size of them, I always feel like they look like skyscrapers that have been put on their sides. Yes, their entire building cities, communities in one sort of self-contained thing. It's like a mega tower from Blade Runner. Just yeah. On and uh, you reminded me as well about the sort of the the endless black void and mm. the sheer. I think the sheer existential threat of there being just so much nothing yeah i uh, had a colleague once who was uh he told me that he was flying over australia i think from perth to sydney mm. and he might have been a little bit hungover maybe a little bit of altitude sickness yeah. whatever but he was had a window seat and he was flying over uh australia and he was looking down at the you know the bush the the, the yeah. sheer you know limitless 98% of australia yeah limitless expanse of nothingness mm. and desert and he got started to think about it and it, he got so overwhelmed that he threw up <laughs> like he was just <laughs> the, the possibilities yeah, the existential it's just like, like Leo when he oh, discovers what the matrix is yeah, for the yeah, first exactly, time. Exactly, he's yeah. gonna pop yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so yeah terrible Breathe so you. nice to have you back uh, oh it's great on, to be on, back. on on steady ground to be on, on land. land yeah um but yeah it has been a wild and yeah. seeing just sea you're like yeah the, the earth is covered in sea it, the globes don't lie. <laughs> and and was there ever part of you that was like, is the earth flat? Um, no. Good, because you're... I'm not a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I love it if we just lose like 90% of our yeah. viewers because they're... It's flat. I saw the fucking edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked over I it. I nearly but... fell off. <laughs> um, we actually did a handbrake turn <laughs> yeah. to make sure we didn't go over it. Oh, sorry. We turned the engines up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> reverse, reverse. <laughs> you also went away. Yeah, yeah, I actually, uh, I got tried back. to go away. I, oh, Jesus. So I, I got back last night and I can just feel myself draining of energy as I talk well, to you. Well, right if anyone's now. seen the news, you've seen the disaster yeah, that's been, yeah. uh, all the airports just understaffed, it's been queues. So, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this actually happened technically before like the big wave of, of big things happened. So, so uh, obviously, uh, I, I went on away, I had, yeah. I had I went on holiday, I had a nice time, I went to Malta, it was great. Um, and I want to caveat this, this experience by saying that there are, um, many more things wrong in the world that, that, than uh, some some British bloke not being able to go on holiday. Absolutely. I just want to say that. And obviously, also, I did, you know, manage to go away. And there are many people who have had travel disruption over this period who have not been able to go away. 100%. Um, 
but anyway, so, but yes, I was talking to you because you, you returned and then I left immediately. We had no crossover point. And uh, uh, I was meant to get a flight uh, at like 11 o'clock from Gatwick yep. to Malta. Uh, so we got to the airport like eight, you know, good amount of time because we were expecting delays mm-hmm. and stuff. And then responsible. responsible, responsible. Some people got there earlier. Some people got there like six. Mm. Okay, we're like, that's fine. So we get to the airport at eight and bag drops been open at nine. Nothing happens. No one's everyone's just stood around going, Where is where's the air malta stuff? Keeps going, nothing happened, nothing happening, nothing happening. And then so our, you already dropped off your bags. No, 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 we're waiting to drop off oh, our bags. Everyone's just standing around with their big stuff. There were film crew people, you know, where some people doing Nickelodeon. George shoot. is trying to go on holiday with his <laughs> yeah. girlfriend. I've been waiting here for two hours, I tell you, it's yeah. a nightmare. Um, <laughs> it's no one here to no, help. But, but seriously, so we, so it turns out, you know, eventually, like somebody walks forward after like an hour and a half and it's like, excuse me, I just want to let you know there's a technical fault with your plane and it hasn't actually left Malta yet. Yeah. Why is like, it a 14-year-old boy? I don't know, this is the, it's like the squeaky voice kid in The Simpsons. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mr. Simpson! <laughs> and uh, like no one could hear. So that, like, only like three people at the front could hear and then they have to relay it. Then like, Due to like you know um, Chinese whispers, by the time he gets to the back, someone's like, apparently the plane like blew up and like the pilot's dead. I don't know. Um, but but so this person like very very tamely is just like, yeah, you've, there's a technical fault with the plane, and you can't. And what happened to it? anyway? So we all like we don't know what's going to happen. So they give us these vouchers, and my girlfriend and I were sat in like this crappy cafe in Gatwick South Terminal, waiting to see what happens because the flight out has been cancelled, and we're thinking yeah. okay, no, no holiday's going to happen. And um, and then the flight does get confirmed that it is happening. It's just going to leave at midnight. And I can't even. And no, might as well be on a cruise ship. I don't know if anyone has been to Gatwick South Terminal. And if they have, I don't know how long they've spent in Gatwick South Terminal. You but have I, a, I, close I, to a record. I yeah. could tell you so much about the place. First of all, <laughs> they are uh, how they many are, WH Smiths? Seven. <laughs> they are redoing the like the roof. So. You've got, you look up, you've just got this scaffolding above you. Oh. Right? And it, there, it, it's a completely devoid of natural light, okay? It's oh. all just strobe, strobe, strobe. So and there's weird. one corner of the terminal where there is some windows, okay? Right mm. by arrivals, okay? And, um, but what's so depressing is that they've put these intermittent screens, like digital screens up that show a clear blue sky. No, yeah, none yeah, of that. I know, I know. I can try, I might give you a picture. We can, maybe we can put it in this. It is so depressing. Oh. You're looking up, you're in this gray, airless, lightless box. And there's just this blue sky above you, like mocking you, like this simulation. It just makes you feel so unnatural. It's like something out of that film, The Island with you and McGregor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you're getting you're chosen, you're going piece. to the island, yeah. <laughs> you all start wearing the same clothes. So like, obviously, after a couple of hours this you know you're you're breathing in like recycled air there's no what you realize is everything on planet earth unless it's made made let me say that again everything unless it's a cushion is a hard surface so there's concrete floors there's big pillars and after a while you're just standing yeah. you're just becoming way leaning, too aware of everything and how leaning. it works you're staring at your phone for a bit oh. you're trying to do I know the, people oh. are fighting for plug sockets yeah, as well oh, people are like trying to creep their back out. Luckily, everyone was very nice and no one seemed to lose their time. Yeah, everyone was okay. But there was obviously the prospect that then we were going to be there for hours. And we couldn't leave. They're like, you're checking in your bags now. So they started, they opened check-in and then they were like, now oh, it's going to take... It, but it took three hours to get the entire plane checked in because there was problems with... The, There's problems with the computer, I'm afraid. I'm going to have to take a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've also, no disrespect to any Brummy listeners, I've just, it was just, it just you really just happened to be the person who was there. Um, and uh, uh, so luckily there was a, a Yotel, you know, like, 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 a, yeah. like a, those like cool box modular hotels that oh, yeah, attached yeah. to Gamma Camp. And we managed to like grab some like hours in there. And it was like just being able to li- A, lie down, B, on a soft surface, Ugh. C, in a dark, like yeah. dark room. Like we had no sensory overload. Awful. Because that's the thing about- I remember you texting me be like, I'm not going to leave till midnight. And I remember like, holy shit, that's awful. And then like periodically throughout the day, I was like, George is still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all this time that I've been living my life. Yeah. George is actually still in Gatwick Airport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surrounded just by a constant uh, buzz, noise, droning, light. I was getting a headache from the the, the, the lights. Jesus. Again, like, you know, obviously I did go on a holiday. So like- Yeah, you know, yeah, but you there were fine. Much bigger things. Anyway, but um, uh, and then like eventually, I mean- we, like, have you sat in Gatwick Airport as it empties of people at yeah. like 10 o'clock at night and there were like two flights left? And by this point, the only people left are me and the, the rest of the flight who you recognize. Yeah. And then you you have to go to the gate. When the gate got announced, everyone was like, oh, 
And then you go to the gate, and obviously there are people there with kids, you know, and then I really felt yeah, sad. Oh God. They're, yeah, oh, God. I really struggled. I feel bad complaining about traveling to people that actually have children. Yeah, I, I, I can't I, even totally. And then, we, and then walking to the gate, which is like a mile away, or two miles away, whatever, in Gatwick, and you walk down these like empty gates, and it's just this long corridor, and you almost feel like, is this, is this, is this purgatory? purgatory? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you arrive at the gate, and you get in there, and it's just full of people. We're sat waiting. And then like the flight arrives, but then the, the guy comes on the telly, he's like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a problem with the fueling of the plane. We uh, you never catch every word. Fueling. Basically, there was no, there was no, they couldn't fuel the plane, and and, and we, what's we? I genuinely thought it was just going to get cancelled, even when we got on the plane. Wow. And then it was only when we we're in the air. I thought they can't cancel us in the air, can they? I love it when um, people address large crowds of disgruntled people with not enough information, because you're the one you announced. You got reminded exactly. me of the time I was, I was in uh, South Africa and I was, I was flying home from Johannesburg, but I flew from Cape Town, I had to get a connecting flight to Johannesburg, Johannesburg to home. And in my connecting flight, I needed to pick up my bag and recheck my bag. So I get off my flight and no bags, everyone's waiting around, everyone's got another flight to catch in an hour and a half, and you need your bag to go reach, queue to yeah. recheck it in, all of that. And everyone's waiting, everyone's waiting, no bags. And Johannesburg Airport is pretty hectic. It's like not very organized. There's a lot of people standing around, right. but no one seems to know what, right. what's going on. And this person, after people have been standing for like 25 minutes, like three bags had come. And like, that was this. Everyone's standing around like, do you know where the bags are? I don't know. I've got to catch my flight. Are you on that flight? Yeah, I'm on that flight. And someone just stands, so one of the people who works yeah. the airline comes up and, and she just doesn't say enough information. She goes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm very sorry, but your bags are not here. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, and everyone just went, just like, well, what do you mean they're not here? It was like, you didn't give enough information. Yeah. You, you should, we knew that. We knew just confirmed the worst. That, now, we're, now we're all flipping to like, I don't have my bag to go home. Yeah. It's like in the School of Rock, which she's like, uh, uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, um, your children are missing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, what do I do with that? We did oh, eventually get the bags, but it was like, they threw them in a corner and you just had to find it. Oh, kind God. Of by, then run to go catch And I got two free like, bags that day. <laughs> I just yeah. took what I could. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so we landed at like five because it was a time difference. Landed yep. at about five o'clock in the morning, Malta time, and then and then luckily How I was really was dreading. Wait, I was really dreading that the sun would come up, and that that would really depress me because that because then my body would go, oh, time to wake up. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, no, no. Um, so I was a zombie for a whole day. There's a picture of me by the pool the next day. Yeah, <laughs> relatively yeah, speaking. Yeah, yeah, relatively speaking. Yeah, with a burger and like. I even through my sunglasses, you could see my eyes. <laughs> just I like just sagging like, oh, down. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and then on the flight back last night, it was delayed and delayed. And uh, luckily we made it. But, you know, someone on the plane told us that their flight out, they all turned up for this flight. And the people, the you know, airline was like, yeah, the flight's going, but it's a smaller aircraft. So everyone with seats numbers, you know, this number to this number, you can't, there's no, there, no. There, there are no seats on this plane. You cannot fly. And that included like a family of five who were going on holiday. And they were like, you can fly on the 6th of June. They were like, it's half term. It's the June, like, what, what are you talking? So um, uh, terrible. I mean, so there's some real issues out there at the moment. But, but I had a very nice holiday in the meantime. But I know I haven't seen you. So I just want yeah, that's, I know. We, we've had this sort of we strange, can't talk outside of this <laughs> strange traveling uh, existence that's brought us back to earth now but uh yeah i had a nice time then yeah Malta, malta's lovely very <laughs> yeah, nice lovely yeah. people yeah. like no interest in like your actual holiday which i'm sure was fine yeah it's about the horrible bits yeah. but uh, did you not notice it's that such a I... british thing to whine about the trouble yeah. oh you won't believe yeah. getting back from the airport I, and i wouldn't normally dwell on it but i just thought it'd be funny because i was texting you throughout the day yes. being like i i'm still here and it was like eight o'clock in the evening so by this point i've been at the airport for 12 hours and you were like are you still there i was like yes and i have three hours to my flight oh my god four hours Sorry, sirens on our end yeah that's fine anyway I've noticed a lot in the, when I listen back to it at the other episodes and there's sirens like every 15 minutes and I yeah. feel bad because sometimes I'm, I'm like, is that outside? And I wonder if someone's driving, they uh, hear sirens. Yeah. So I will try to say sirens are on our end just so you know. Because I live, I clearly live near a police station. I, must I don't say. know. It's, just... it's that and the wild hogs. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the people smoking weed downstairs that just wafted. Uh, anyway, so I'm back. So George, one of the things I was absolutely gutted to miss while I was away was the, that we got invited to go yes. to the premiere of Top Gun Maverick, which is so cool yes. eh, for us just to be invited to that. 
Um, and you went. You yes. managed to go. Yeah. To, you, to... And it, you weren't there. And it was very sad. I the know. royal premiere of Top Gun Maverick. So we'll talk about the film in a bit because you've had a chance to see it. I've seen Great. it. Great. Yep. Um, but yeah, we had this. Uh, we're very lucky to be invited to go. I mean, when I say invited, like properly, like someone handed me a black envelope which had Pulp Kitchen Podcast written on. <sighs> Which Love was it. amazing. So We're we haven't really caught now. up about it. So I'll just I'll just talk you through the day. Really, I kind so. of like got a little voice note from you about the experience, but I was like, I can't wait to properly ask you all about that yeah. on the show and so dissect it. I'll just talk about the premiere. I mean, we um, I saw this in uh, 4DX at the mm. City World Leicester Square, which I'll talk about after we've talked about the film. Just sort of my my thoughts on that. Um, and yeah, it was a beautiful summer's day. And I mean, I have to say, so the way they'd set out Leicester Square for this raw premiere it was big when they do raw premieres they they it's sort of synchronized across the different cinemas in leicester square so it wasn't just at the cine world it right. was also at the view and at the odeon you know different kind of makes sense because they're all there right? exactly and different guests go into different screens and, and all that kind of stuff right and the you know i, I like many years ago i used to work in uh did, did some work on film premieres and i was in meetings where people would talk about the design of how they're gonna okay the crowd's gonna enter you know people can enter here and then mm. we're gonna flow over here we're gonna create a little bridge there so the sort of architecture and design of the, the red carpet was really interesting because you kind of went through one space uh and you're alongside where the stars are i immediately walked in miles teller was immediately there wow. tall is what is I he? noticed. Yeah, wow, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm six four. Yeah, and he he looks my, maybe taller, maybe your height, which really? I was really intrigued about. Um, so I saw him. He doesn't look tall. He doesn't. That thing he doesn't. But he was he was like, I mean, especially I, I, acting across I, I, Tom I did Cruise, who's small. Uh, but he famously, I've seen picture of Tom Cruise acting on a box. Yes. But anyway. Uh, anyway, so kind of you kind of go through, and they've set up all these panels, the electric panels with the. The, the 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 film marketing on and they've got a stage where there's cast being interviewed uh, i think it was alex zane is it alex yes, zane? yeah he he's still going, yeah yeah because yeah, i used yeah. to watch alex zane interview people in like 2010 for sky Balls movies steel. no 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 he would do things like you know you just ask people like their favorite movies and things like that it was when i was kind of getting into film and it was really yeah anyway so i was like oh, he's still here yeah um and they were playing the top gun theme like so much but the new version you know so the the Top Gun 86 is like, do, do, um, that's not it at all. But, um, yeah, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't uh, it But now. it's the slowed down more, dun, 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 yeah, yeah. dun. And um, you kind of go around this sort of curve. And then there you have this huge jet, this huge like F, I think probably an F-14. F-8. No, no, I think it was an no, F-14. Okay. I don't think they're like many, I know. Did you see I, the yeah, film? I don't like know. Like I know what it's, jet it's, it's an F number jet. Those are F-16 fighters. <laughs> and you've got the press pit, which is just full of cameras. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Tom Cruise, I see Tom Cruise right there. Um, too much of a distance to judge whether he is short or not, but he was there giving a very it's sort of, um, right. Okay. Um, he was there. That, great. There goes our ever potential interview with Tom Cruise. <laughs> gone now. We're never going to get a chance to speak <laughs> to him. <laughs> like that was in the bag but Tom, please um and you know he was there giving his 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 speech it was wonderful and james i mean i hope this isn't too indulgent for our fans but i think i should just tell you that like we got recognized <gasps> someone it. someone came up to me um and said hey is, is this you he he had he had the tiktok what was page the, what was up his name and, and this guy dave who's one of our listeners hi dave dave uh thanks for coming Thank up and saying you. hello uh, because i was there on my own because james was in you know in the middle of the atlantic ocean i was there billy no mates and uh, it was nice to be greeted by someone so it was cool. a really horrible moment thank you so much an audience is no way near big enough no for that to, to justify that at all i got recognized i want to say like a month before right at a club in brixton like yeah. a bar roof bar in brixton and someone walked up to me yeah and i thought it was jo- i was out with my friends and i thought it was a joke yeah. she was like oh i'm so sorry to bother you. Are you? Do you do a podcast? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, is it called Pulp Kitchen? And I was like, yeah. She was like, I listen to your show. I'm such a huge fan. I was like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. And I thought it was a joke. I thought yeah. my friends were like trying to humble me for thinking I'm a big, today, yeah. big guy I'm having yeah. a, a podcast. She's like, no, I listen to your podcast Amazing. all the time. I'm a really big fan. And I was like, this is made my day and it doesn't make sense because not that many people listen to no. this um so but thank you th- yeah that, that, that was a really great moment that was a nice little ego boost yeah. <laughs> um and um can't take, can't go anywhere now some, someone in the crowd as so you, so you, sorry you come out of the main press pit then and you walk alongside and you're walking by all the fans who are waiting for yeah for tom cruise and as i was walking up there someone asked me for a photo and and I and I and I'm not saying that they were a pop kitchen fan. Maybe they are if they're listening. Hi, but I'm pretty sure they thought I was somebody else. Really? Yeah. 
and I didn't, on I didn't, in the area where yeah they were just like, oh excuse me can I have a photo and I just went sure yep <laughs> yes you I can I think there are people who are there who collect no offense to you but they collect like <laughs> pictures of famous people and they just want to get everyone yeah. in case they miss sure. someone who's actually really big are you telling me this person wasn't there just to see me <laughs> yeah. they didn't oh, have God. a t-shirt I hope you saw it like a weird little screen grab <laughs> yeah. of the show yeah. Yeah. no I I, I I'd love it if that was true. I know, but I, I, I could tell. I, I, I think. Oh, I don't think this guy knows who I am. But whatever. Started for Tom Cruise, <laughs> Miles Teller, John Hamm. No, George from Bolt Kitchen. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> What's that? Um, anyway, and um, and then we went in, and it was just that. That was a really nice experience. And you know, Tom Cruise. The, the, the whole show was meant to start at seven, but he was still going around. He does the proper. He works nice. through all the fans on the carpet. That's you know, very that's, sweet. That's his thing, and he was waiting for. Wilson Kate, Duke and Duchess of Cambridge to arrive, which yeah. they didn't arrive too much later. All the Daily Mail pictures of them. All, all over yeah. it. But I obviously was like, I, I don't want to miss the start of the film. I'd actually quite like to go to go watch this Is movie. Kate a fan of the show? Did you chat to her? I didn't get a chance. No, I didn't get a chance. I did hear Shame, She sure did she shout is. after. She was like, George, George. I was like, the film is starting, Kate. Kate. I can't miss it. Okay. Um, and then I and then I went in and watched it, and uh, which is great. We'll talk about the film in a bit. But mm. on the whole, a really uh, great experience. So Thank cool. you to, you know... Sydney uh, World because we were seeing it at their, their cinema so great experience very fun sad you can't be there I know um, I to miss it but oh and sorry. you can go on TikTok and Instagram and see the video that George made of all oh, of that maybe yeah. I'll put up the video while it's on sure maybe we'll whatever if I don't uh, go and check out you can see sure. George's video that he made on the red carpet you can see yeah. some of the famous people his experience with 40X go check yeah, that yeah. out yeah I got some little snippets of Miles and Miles and Tom as they're called yeah. uh, on the carpet um, so that, that was great it was a shame we weren't there, but it did give me a kind of a heightened experience of the film because I was just in such like a good mood mm. to watch it. So I guess we should probably just talk about the film now. Let's do it. So George, you did go to the premiere yep. and you managed to go see Top Gun Maverick. If for some reason you didn't know and you've not been listening to this podcast <laughs> and you just skipped to this bit, Top Gun Maverick has just been out. It's enjoying a lot of success. It is the sequel to the film that came out in 1986. Six. 36 years 36 later. 36 years later. Um, it is set 36 years later. Well, I, don't, I mean, obviously it was filmed in like 2018, 19 to come out yes. in 2020. It's been a while in the other. And, but then obviously because the pandemic. So it's, it's coming out two and a bit years late. Yep. And um, George and I, a couple of weeks ago, did a deep dive into the original Top Gun. We were sort of pretty excited for Top Gun Maverick. We were like, mm. we both hadn't seen Top Gun. And if you want to go check out everything to do with Top Gun and where that, where this series has yes. come from, please go and check out our when we watch Top Gun for yeah. the first time. Or if you haven't seen Top Gun in a while, you want a refresher. Yes. Just, just and I think you could, if that. you haven't seen it, you could still probably get a really good sense of what Top Gun's about yeah. from watching that. But Top Gun, if you didn't know, is a film that stars Tom Cruise. And it is about these Navy fighter pilots and there's never been much of a plot to do yep. with Top Gun but this film picks up 36 years later and uh, Maverick who's, who's, who's the guy that Top Gun uh, Tom Cruise plays in Top Gun <laughs> and he is still basically we see him at the start of this film and he's still basically doing the same thing he's called Maverick for a he's reason he's called Maverick for a reason and he works at these like test facilities mm. and he's still being a bit of a Maverick testing yeah. out like how far they can push fighter pilots yeah there's this opening sequence where he has to they, they've built this amazing aircraft and they have to test it to reach Mach 10 Mach 10 it can only go Mach 9 so you have this sort of test sequence yeah. test sequence and you know he pushes it too far goes to the edge of space yeah. blah 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 and um, he basically pisses off the wrong people um, and he gets sent back to the Top Gun yep. Academy to be uh, an instructor, which is something he said at the end of the original Top Gun. Yeah. He's like, what do you think you're going to do, Maverick? I think I'm going to go and be an instructor. Yeah, and it's revealed in a little bit of dialogue that he only lasted two months. It didn't that, work yeah, out. Yeah, it didn't work out because, because that's his character because he's, he's like that. So yeah, 30, he finds himself back at Top Gun in an instructing capacity. And in typical Top Gun fashion, there is a reason why he needs to come back because there is a very specific mission that mm. needs to be delivered and the only person who would be good enough to deliver and execute this mission yeah. is maverick and he's been uh, given may, sorry go so on. may i just say this point so the mission is to uh destroy an a uranium enrichment facility very a, non-specific yeah. in, in a country we don't know where against an enemy we, we don't, don't know, know who a bit like the original top it's gun kind of implied communist yeah but like there's it's no just them you don't e you don't even see the uh skin color ethnicity like yeah. to even try and, and place I, there's where no symbols it would be. either on no anything symbols yeah. no flags it's yes. uh, and you, you, they're, really, they're really good at establishing the threat that needs to happen. And he's got this hot, fresh crew yes. of young fighter pilots who are such a mirror of 
Tom Cruise when what he was like 30 yes, years ago. Yeah. And very controversially, one of them, played by Miles Teller, um, is the son of Goose, yeah. who is the pilot that Tom Cruise flew with in the first movie who died because of recklessness and, and you know, yeah. basically not, not being careful enough. On, on Maverick's part, yeah. Even on, though he was cleared of it, it was clear that he was being reckless and it caused yes. Goose's death. And he sort of, he, you've got uh, John Hamm who plays this like military stiff mm. who's super anti the fact that, that that Maverick is part of this. And they have literally got two weeks to get these pilots to do this maneuver, which is impossible. Like yeah. they need to fly incredible speeds through a canyon. It's very uh, New Hope. Yeah. They really have to, it, it, it is a New Hope. They need to yeah, fire I mean, a missile yeah. into a tiny yeah, little it is a little bit, yeah. I've only just thought that. And basically what they have to do is they have to fly really fast yeah, canyon, canyon run. Yeah. achieve this like incredible amount of G-force up over this mountain, yeah. very accurately plant a bomb and do that without passing out. Yeah. And they're testing it and failing. And the film basically goes on from there. Um, I think also it's just worth saying, for context about uh it was filmed on imax cameras wasn't it yes this yep. was shot on uh, uh it was shot on ari large format which is like it's like a, it's an imax partnership but it was yep. one of it's a fantastic imax presentation yep. i'd say it's the best non-known than imax presentation i've seen right okay because um, you, you went and saw it at the imax i, I did see it yes. in imax I'm, I'm so glad i did uh at yeah. my behest may i just say because I'd, I'd seen it first and i said you really have to go see and it i'm so i'm so uh, fantastic big screen presentation. Um, um, I, I think also just a bit of context as well. Yes. Uh, on There's scenes between uh, Tom Cruise and another character played by Jennifer Connelly, who yep, sort Jennifer of represents maybe like a this. potential future. Because Whereas Mars Teller and stuff with Goose is about his past. Yes. Jennifer Connelly represents a future. She's like this sort of sassy bartender who yeah. like, you know. Bit of a thin character, to be honest. Slightly but. thin. Um, we're, we're going to get into yeah, what which we we'll kind of the so she's, so she's there running this part, and you know, sort of Tom Cruise uh, sort of reconnects with her, and also behind the scenes, uh, above him, high up in the in the navy, is Iceman Val Kilmer from the first film, who is yeah. now General Kazansky, a, 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 a decorated, a prestigious general who is doing a lot of favors for Maverick and sort of yes. keeping him in line with the navy. Whereas other people, including Ed Harris at the beginning, who would have and I just want to say, I, I know that Top Gun, <laughs> like especially you think about the first one, the plot isn't you know one of the things you can really spoil but i think i think with the sequel there is some stuff i don't want to reveal but i think the way we're going to do this review we're going to talk spoiler free for a while yeah and then i'll give you a really good warning and then from then we're going to talk spoilers so if you have seen it great enjoy two parts but i think me and george both want to talk about some specific plot elements if you haven't seen it by all means watch i'll give you a really good warning i'll flash up on screen come back when you've seen the film because i think there is some things that you might might actually not want spoiled but yeah it also so it stars tom cruise val kilmer miles teller jennifer connelly uh glenn powell monica barbaro ed harris john ham that's all like and well actually just on a side thing it also features manny jacinto who was in the good place the tv show was one of the main characters in that and is a you know actor in his own right turns up in other things and i remember he was cast in the top gun thing he is has not a single line and and honestly he's in about three shots right there were times i was like he uh, manager center is, is he not in this film at all he's, just, he's basically an extra and really? i couldn't couldn't believe it and do you know what the same thing Strapping happened extra it's just really weird for someone who's actually like a billable yeah, talent yeah. and the same thing happened in another film called uh Bad Times at the El Royale, which also had John Hamm and also had Lewis Pullman. And I was like, there are two films with John Hamm and Lewis Pullman in which Manny Jacinto says nothing. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, but George, you were lucky enough to actually get to go to the premiere. What did you think of Top Gun Maverick? I think Top Gun Maverick is a really solid piece of work. Um, I think that it's a film made for and made by its flight sequences. Mm-hmm. And like when this film flies, it really flies mm. okay like a bit like the original top gun in 86 you have two films there's the film on the ground and there's the film in the air yeah and in this film the the action on the ground is fine solid not as weak or distracting as it was in the original like yeah. perfectly serviceable stuff on the ground the stuff for jennifer Connolly is fine a bit cheesy a bit distracting yeah but then there are scenes um, with Val Kilmer. There's like an extended, there's one scene uh, with Val Kilmer. That's not really a sport. I think that's just sort of been talked about. I won't talk about what happens, but it's like an extended cameo. Um, and that's really heartfelt. So that could very easily have got that wrong. Yes. And I yeah. thought it was just the right yeah. amount. Because I, I, when, when he was in it, I was like, are we really going to? Yeah. Because Val Kilmer obviously suffers with a lot of health issues. Yeah. And I, I thought the way, the way they dealt with that was, was really well. And that, you know, it, it does say at the beginning of the credits, you know, starring da, 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 and Val mm. Kilmer. Um, but when it's in the air, it's you know something else. The the, the tactility and the way that those f- sequences are shot 
it, it no, completely not pays seen off. anything like you it. You know, the, Tom Cruise and the, and the production have talked a lot about how uh, these things were shot for real, and you know they were pioneering something. They they'd said, oh, in American Made, which is another Tom Cruise film, and and, and Fallout, they'd pioneered this new way of shooting aerial sequences, right? And they have done that in Top Gun. You know, the cameras in the cockpit, and and in a way that just just like delivers as well. Yeah, it just it delivers. Just... And, and there was moments when watching these ex- flight sequences that I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is almost what film was made for, and this was made for film. There is yeah. something about putting the motion, something on screen you can putting never something imagine. huge and 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 like. Uh, rationalizing it on screen in a way that is just not just uh, metal-headed and, and petrol-headed. It's, it's like almost balletic and, and mm. elegant. There's something elegant about the way these flight sequences are done. It's just... And like for people that we don't care about planes. Yeah, I don't care I about planes. I don't romanticize. I don't care about the military Military, either. like flying. Yeah. But all of a sudden I'm like, wow, yeah. I am so into what they're talking yeah. about with planes and the G-force and how they move and how like and just there, there are so many elements of like you re- felt like every time they sped up you were like yes. being pulled back with the G-force yes I mean I did because I saw it in 40 yeah <laughs> <Yes, yes. laughs> I'll tell you about that in a bit yeah. um, you know the mechanics of like cinema are in there about making you as you say feel like you're, you're moving with them and, and spinning with them um I mean, I, I had a blast. I had a blast. It was it, it was great fun. What I mean, what did you think? I thought it was fantastic. Oh yeah, good. and I think it's so much better than it has any right to be in 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think um, it's interesting you talk about how you know there's the, the the ground movie and the plane movie. I really I think there's this film was two halves for me. There's mm. the first half, and I was like, this is great. This is so much better than I thought it was going to be. Even though I'd heard good things, yeah. I was like, this is actually. It, for some reason, it manages to honor everything that Top Gun 86 was. Yes. At the same time, as not yes. be, it is cheesy, but it not being so cheesy where it's just weird, yeah. but it feels modern and relevant. Yeah, it's not a pastiche. Not yeah. a pastiche at all. And then the second half, the film really oh, kicks God. in. Yeah. And I, 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 that was when I was like, no, no, this is, this is special. Yeah. And I think this is actually a fantastic yeah. movie. And the, the, the whole second half, which is basically them... Uh, like beginning of like when the stakes really set in and executing the mission i was like oh my god this is just yes. yeah. unbelievable yeah and i've told loads of people i was like please don't write it off this is yeah. actually so much better than you ever could think yeah. it would be and I'm, i promise i'm not spoiling it and one of the main things i said if you listen to our top gun uh watching for the first time episode i said going into maverick i really want to know what are the stakes why should i care yes. these characters which i don't care about why should they matter yes. They worked so hard in this movie to let you know exactly what the danger yep. was. What are the yep. what are the technical risks about yes. doing this maneuver to someone who doesn't fly, oh. and the emotional repercussions yes. of it? Which I I thought I didn't care about mm. these characters. I nearly cried. There was yes, I was, me too. I got to a yes. point where I was like, oh my god, yeah. I am on the yeah. verge yeah. of these characters, which in a Top Gun shiny movie I shouldn't really care about. But I'm there I was care. One, yeah. There was one line in particular that I was like, there was a uh, moment moment where I gasped audibly. I was like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. I literally clutched myself because I couldn't, I, I was so in. And and yeah. I think it's also obviously like incredible, incredible, Joseph, uh, Joseph Kaczynski. Yes, director, the director, yeah. And also it's a testament to Tom Cruise. I mean, I, mm. I know he, he's the most rated actor in the world, yeah. but there is a reason why he is still making excellent movies at yes. the top of his game. That, and no one else but Tom Cruise could do that film. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, and films of Tom Cruise. And he's doing a bit more, he, he gives me a lot more emotional range than I think mm. he does in Mission Impossible, which are mm. films I really enjoyed, but I feel like Tom Cruise is very just, yeah. he's, a bit, he's a bit wooden. His yeah. character doesn't have that much to do. Yeah. And in this, I'm just, my heart yeah. aches. Yeah, I was I was surprised by how I, I agree. I, I there was like I just said there was there was one line in it in particular that really got me. And even when I keep thinking about it, I was like, and when we talk, talk about the spoilers, I'll, I'll yes. say what that was. But um, I agree. The the just to go back when you said about uh, it's not pastiche because this film opens in the exact, exactly the, the same, same as Top Gun to the Danger Zone. Danger, no, the, the, the scroll that says you know, in 1969. In 19, and, yeah. and then it's called Top Gun. Yeah, and then it's, you that's have not the, the voiceover, but in my head, yes. I have 80s trailer voice yes, in my exactly. head. Yeah. And then you have the you know the sunsets and the, the planes landing, Lots Kenny Loggins, Dangerous. 200 mil yeah. with military personnel on an aircraft yeah. throwing ropes yes. and ships and like and the, 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 the comes into frame. Yeah. It's just and I think what it's that basically says. We're back in Top Gun. We're back. This at the beginning. And now I'm going to take you. All the fans, come yep. in. Real and now in. we're going to slowly but surely move into a place of our own over yes. the course of this film. Um, when I saw the opening as well, and a couple of the sequences throughout the film, I thought they are, you know, uh, knowingly borrowing from Tony Scott's 
visual language and what Tony Scott did in that film. Mm -hmm. And I was therefore really glad that when the credits come up at the end, it does say in memory of Tem Tony Scott. Yes, I, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna, because there was a point I thought they can't just not accept they're taking so much from what 100%. he did. So th that was brilliant. I, um, yeah, there are, I think what this film gains over the original, not to compare them too much, but that idea of the mission. Yes. Th there's not a mission so much. The only mission so in the original in the is, is I want to sleep with, you know, Tom that Cruise saying it. I want to sleep with Kelly McGillis, yes. right? The mission in this one is, is, gone over so many times that you as an audience understand every movement and it reminded me of either a sports film yeah. or a musical film where yeah. it's like like there's a, a show date it's there's a show and you know the dance choreography off by heart so when you see the 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 the, the dancers perform you know the choreography so if any of them mess up you're invested and the same yes. with the sports team you know the stakes you know the play so if someone doesn't throw the American football in the right place. Yeah. Like that. And that's what it reminded me of. And so when, when the mission hits in the third act, and as you said- I'm so, I, mean, I feel like I've already been there for two weeks. I know yeah. exactly what has to be done. And it's and, so- And, and the, you know, this sort of canyon run, you are every single bank and turn of the plane, you are with- Holding your breath. There was, I agree with you. There was, I was, I was with the film and then there was a sequence. I, in a non-spoiler way, I'll call it the, the two minute 15 sequence. I think is that right? I think that's a fairly not- Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, this is stepping up a gear. It this really is really, it reminded me a bit of um, a different film completely, but uh, when I saw Rogue One, which is a yes. film that was like, yes, going that along, in, fine. And it? then the third act in Rogue One was like, whoa, this uh, this is a bit like that. I, the dynamic with Rooster, as you said, emotional really worked. It's played by Miles Teller, who's Yeah, and they, I mean, they and they do, I think how this film works as well, uh, I think how this film works really well is that if you are, not familiar with the original you, you can it. watch it there are some subtle references to the original and there I mean, are some, some clips yeah, and there are some overt references so the the subtle references like you know when um, tom cruise walks down the classroom from behind yes. and they all look at him and which is exactly what Kelly McGillis did in the original, remember? Yes. When they realized, oh God, that's the person from the bar, right? Yes. That's the subtle one. The overt references, of course, of showing Goose's death and showing yeah. the... Which, um, and, and I think it's, it was, I think they, they only had one thing from the original film. Yes. Yeah. And that was the impact of Goose's death on Tom Cruise. And they went, fine. Yeah. It's going to be so much more played. And that is going to be yeah. the central cause of tension yes. that informs... It actually brings an emotional stake to the, Honestly, to the, to the mission, and, I, it, and it worked. I almost, almost thought they were going to credit Anthony Edwards because Goose feels like a character in yeah. this film. He is so important. You get the shot of them playing the piano in the bar, yeah. which like in Top Gun is like just a little bit of fluff, yeah. but that means so much. And yeah. anyone who, as I know now, there are lots of people who grew up really loving Top Gun. Yeah. Those people are going to love that scene and it's going to feel like seeing something, it's going to be like me when I see something from the original Star Wars film yeah. and something new, it, like, it hits. I think there is something really interesting happening in this film about the the role of movies, basically. Not to read too much into it, but- This is how good you, you, know, you know that clip about, um, at the beginning where uh, Tom Cruise is like, uh, you know, Ed Harris says, you know, planes will fly themselves soon. Pe mm. Your time is coming up, you know, and you'll, you'll be obsolete soon. You've got this new AI plane. Exactly. And Tom Cruise says, maybe, sir, but not today. And you, this is kind of like last stand element. And with the context of the, the press around this about the pandemic and Tom Cruise speaks in all the interviews about like, I'm so glad we could do this now with no masks. We can get people in theaters to see it. Tom Cruise is the only kind of person who can get that film made. Exactly. And, um, when you, uh, sorry, this about this being um, a film, what I've found from speaking to people and my experience and your experience is that this harkens back and sort of recaptures that joy of the blockbuster film. Mm. I know people who have gone to see this film and, well, when I saw it, people clapped at the end. Same. And they cheered. Same. Right. And so people have it in your screening. I know somebody else who went, people clapped and cheered. And, and that is what a wonderful. A big smile. It's on my a face. big, big smile, big clap. Woo! Fully invested, cheering, but not in a way that feels cheap. Like I, I felt the original kind of did because it didn't really invest enough for you to, you know, pull yeah. it off at the end. This, uh, I, I think to, to have that at a point where films are right now is lovely. I, it's interesting because I don't want to just shit on these movies, but when I think about a film like the first Jurassic World mm. and how that in a lot of ways is calling back to an original movie, not yes. the same area, but from a significant amount of time ago, I don't feel like that is able to get away with what Top, Top Gun Maverick did. Mm. There's some special source in Top Maverick where it feels like so much love. Yeah. And it's, it's just surprising of how much it felt 
true to Top Gun. Yeah. But at the same time, it comes out in 2022 yeah. and it doesn't feel cheesy, corny. Because yeah. that was our main impression of Top Gun. It was yes. almost like, how could I think about this movie now? It's such a byproduct of its era. It's yeah. not bad. But it's just not that good. And we should say they don't play Take My Breath Away. They don't play Take My Breath. What <laughs> the hell? Thankfully. I was waiting. <laughs> no, no. I thought maybe the end credits. But... Did you notice though, in the very tense third act when they're preparing for the mission, yeah. they had put the danger zone chords in the score did you not hear that Maybe, I don't so know. they're all like gearing up putting their helmets on you hear boom boom oh, that's boom 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 and i was like oh, oh i do remember, oh, that's, I do remember. Uh, that's yeah. for me i um i really liked john ham as a military yes. stiff again it's such he, he plays like a real like stock character mm. but it works and he's really good yeah. and like intention he has with tom cruise it's works um, and again he's good at like raising the stakes and they bring the date earlier there's a moment yes. where they're gonna have to yeah, do the, yeah. they had two weeks and it's like they're gonna move we now have to do this in two days yeah yeah, yeah. and and you get you get beach volleyball beach football yes there's and a whole thing secret. they didn't they, did, they weren't like we're not gonna do that like, yeah we're doing it yeah. everyone get oiled up in at yeah. sundown on the beach throwing the football everyone's yeah. ripped uh, should we, can we talk spoilers? Okay, no, I so feel like we get to that point. We are now, if you haven't seen the film, this is your spoiler warning. We are going to go into spoilers for Top Gun Maverick. Please go and see it and feel free to come back. Yeah. But yeah, any any plot details well, you want to talk first about? First of all, I want to say that the, the emotional beat that really got me is that you, so you when you have this mission, <laughs> when you have this mission at the end and they're doing the canyon run and it's you've got four planes and the two planes at the front, which is Maverick's one and um, the, I can't remember the, remember the, the guy, FEMA pilot yeah. and... Bob is in the yeah, back, right? They're up ahead. And then Rooster's back and he's holding it up because he's not going fast enough to make yes. this in time, right? And there's a whole contrived, very well contrived reason why they have to fly at a certain speed at a certain time to avoid detection, radar, sound and sites. They have to be at a certain height, otherwise yeah. they'll get shot down. Yeah, And so, and, and also they established that they are now at a technological disadvantage to their enemy. Yes. So the planes that they're using are not as yeah. fast and not as like, uh, like weaponry yes. equipped. So they need to get against the G18 or yeah, something like yeah. that. Uh, oh no, it, 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 Generation Five. Generation Five. Five. And towards the end, I was like, "What against the Generation Five? They're gonna <laughs> yeah, get yeah, killed!" Yeah, yeah. Like I felt like I knew. So they're on this mission, and they go, and Roos is holding up, and the whole time in this film, Tom Cruise is um, sorry, Maverick has has kept saying to himself, Tom Cruise. He, "No, but yeah, Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah. has said to himself, you know, uh, talk to me, Goose,' which is what he would say in the original one, right? He would yeah. say, "Yeah, yeah, talk to me, Goose," and then he says that he says, oh, "Come on, talk to me, Goose," and then Rooster back in the plane just goes, "Talk to me, Dad." And I was like, oh, oh man. And the reason I was thinking about why that worked, why that really got me is because that whole film, Rooster is just angry. Yeah. He's angry at Maverick. He's angry at Maverick for back. the role in his dad's death, but also for holding uh, Rooster back. There's this whole subplot about how uh, Maverick was putting stops to Rooster's career to, to dissuade him from being in the Navy because uh, it's what Rooster's, um, yeah, Rooster's mom asked him to do. And this whole film, Rooster is angry and, and, and clashing with Maverick. Yeah. And what you have in that little moment there when he says, talk to me, dad, is that he's not angry. He just reveals that he's just in, he's in loss. He actually yeah. just, he's someone who is driven by, he misses his dad. That, that's it. It was just such a sensitive moment. You've, you, this hard exterior is gone because of the fear of the mission. And he's genuinely scared. You realize this guy just misses his dad. And then the, what happens subsequently between maverick and, and rooster in the in the third act is so when so, when when they when they do they complete the mission but they're now their planes have crashed and they've come out yeah. and they land in the snow and you, there's a moment where you think maverick's dead and i was like oh my god yeah. because he that that film would have worked if maverick had died and they they'd set it up so they'd much set it up so Ma well for him maverick to make the ultimate sacrifice maverick expects it basically understands that someone's not coming back john yes. ham says it, that's just the mission that's, that's what happens he's on the runway and he says if i don't come back you know I, it was really great knowing you yes kind of yeah thing. and and like the huge smile on my face when i realized they were both alive yeah. and they meet each other like in the middle of you know communist no man's land yeah. and he's like what are you doing i told you i told you to think and he's like you told me not yeah, to yeah. think like, what were you thinking what were you, you thinking think? he's, he's like, like you told me not to think and then you realize that you've got this now these people who have who have pretty much made up and are on yeah. the same team are stuck and they have to go behind enemy lines yeah. to steal a plane yes and when they're like walking through oh, yeah. the, the military it's like just just walk not run? No, no, yeah. not run yet. So we're okay. running now. Okay, now we're run. We're yeah, running yeah. now. And there's that great moment when they fly away, they steal the plane, and the two other uh, fifth generation yeah. jets fly up beside them, and they, they the Tom Cruise just goes, 
Yeah, just the hand signals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, calms down. Oh, he's like, what does that mean? It's not good. It's not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. We've got to go. The, um, um, that, that, and also that's the other bit. So they've, they've crashed. They've got the plane. They've managed crash. to take off the runway, clip the landing gear. Oh. Up, and then these fifth generation flight. Again, that's like, that was like a part of that. Like this is this whole part, second yeah, half. Yeah. It's just go, go, so go. You have these two, and then you have the, the bit with the fifth generation. And he's in like an F. 16, an old, old one, play. one from like the original. Yes, yes, it's, it's basically, and there's all like the little stops that he's yeah. got to pull, and and, and um, he doesn't even know how to like make all of it work and find a landing. Yeah, so that was your dance department, yeah. And then you have this great uh, sort of dogfight between. Yeah. Uh, so they managed to shoot down one of the planes, oh, and then it's brilliant. And then they have this dogfight between them and this one aircraft and the fifth generation one. They're going through the canyon run, and then there's that move that the G, the I'm calling it a G5, I guess, like whatever. That. Just does that turn in the air, oh. and they're like, and it's basically like cheating because. Yeah. Yeah. It's able to sort of um, res- uh, withhold the G-force power yes. to, to go through. Um, I loved, I loved that. And then um, on the on the ship at the end, of course, it's the other proud moment. It's the cheers and the thing. And he says, "What does he say?" He says, "Thanks for saving my life." He says, "It's what my dad would have done." Oh, oh. Just, and it's like it's such an like obvious thing for like young men to yeah. be thinking about like the things you never got to say to your father but like i promise you yeah 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 it hits and it works yeah. i mean if you watch this you've probably seen it but and the and um i'm just thinking now also about all the sequences about the, the training you know when they have the bullseye on the ground they're all trying yes. to hit it and the g4 sequences when it's like is it payback he's like passed out and yeah. then they're trying to get him and then there's the bird strike and they're all and there's just... that moment when that pilot nearly dies yeah, so for, it, pay, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in the g4 and yes, he yeah, passes yeah. out and yeah yeah Ah, oh, and I I love that. And um, now we're talking about spoilers as well. I, the Val Kilmer scene mm. works. He, he starts just um, just as a text message, yes. and I think even well, if no, that no, no, he start, first he's a picture on a, a wall. Picture on a wall. He's introduced. He, he establishes decorated, yeah. and you just he's just receiving texts. And I thought even if that's all it is, I'm yeah. I'm happy with that. And you, he's very much this like calm but present voice where I need you to yeah. do this. Like it's what you, it's what you would have wanted. Yeah. And I like the fact that it shows that. Obviously, Maverick and I became friends. Yes. Right? But, but the idea that they went from being rivals to friends legitimately, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. But, but, and that Ice is still kind of looking out for him. Because remember, like, Ice Man was the best pilot. He was the most yeah. He won the best pilot. He was just that Maverick shot down a couple of yes. things. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, and, um, so the text yeah, there's just this really nice scene, which when I, I said before, it could very easily have not felt right. And yeah. I think I did, you know, curl my, toes, curl my toes ever so slightly when I knew he was going to be in it. Mm. But it just felt really honest to what those two characters were. Yeah. Um, I thought like the performances were both yeah. really good, and there was just just enough held back in what they said yeah. to make it really work. And then obviously he does. That, that's, you could tell he was going to die in the film, yeah. but when he does eventually die, what he is left with with what uh, Val Kimmer says yeah. to him becomes so much more poignant. So they have yeah they have this scene where he goes to visit him, and the idea is, and you you just you learn through dialogue with the the wife that um, yeah. his wife um, Val Kimmer's wife that. Uh, he's terminally ill, and they have this scene in the study where they talk, where he types because he can, he can, struggles to speak. Okay. He they have this conversation, but not about them. They talk about the mission. They talk about Rooster, but really it is about the bond between them. You have these kind of two uh, former, you know, icons, and they keep showing that shot from the first film of them on the landing gear, like like in in, in jubilation, and you know, Maverick is reaching the end of his kind of arc and. Uh, Iceman's really reaching the end of his journey, and so Iceman's re- journey, life. He's reaching the end of his life, and they're just having this very polite, restrained conversation. And then I love that final line in the scene where it's just like, "Who's the best pilot?" Yeah, and then, yeah. then Maverick's like, "It's a nice moment. Don't ruin it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and sadly, if you didn't know Val Kilmer, uh, he he can't. He's not able to talk because he had to have surgery on his throat because of he's had a stage four cancer diagnosis. So that's why it's slightly touchy right. that he'd be involved because. He's very much retired from acting, yeah. wouldn't be asked to do this, but it felt really special that in this sequel to a film, which he's so mm. known for, was able to play such a really nice part yeah. in it. And I'm so glad, like now I'm like, I'm really glad he was a part of it because yeah. it would have been a shame if it was just a text message. Mm. Um, and yeah, um, there's one more thing I wanted to mention. And I really liked, uh, I can't remember, I think it's Glenn Howells, the actor's Glenn name. Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell, who plays like hangman. the hangman, who's this really cocky, I'm the alpha dog, yeah. I'm going to be the best pilot, I'm going to be chosen for the mission. And he's known as the hangman because he leaves his co-pilots out 
to dry, mm. which is um, one of the reasons like Tom, Tom uh, Maverick isn't a fan because that kind of selfish thinking is what gets people killed. And he has such a wonderful character arc, which I didn't even expect them to go full, full circle on. But when they needed him the most, he was the one yeah. who disobeyed the orders yeah. and came through to save yeah. his friends. And again, it was one of those moments where I gasped and like just wanted to clap with applause. Yeah. It was such a nice little character yeah. arc for a character that was really horrible, but he learned something as well. Do you know, talking to you about it, so you saw it in IMAX. And saw I, it in I, IMAX. I, I mean, I, I'm so jealous. And I, and I really want to, I think I'm going to go and, I mean, I know it's going to be around for a while because it it's be, doing yeah. so well, but I, I think I want to see that, not because, well, I'll talk about 4DX in a bit, but yeah. I, I think it's made for IMAX. 100%. And you really, this is actually quite a rare film. We think of these blockbusters coming along, but this, because it's made in such a specific way for a specific format. They literally put large format Ari Alexis in did you, planes. Did you know that they also had to go through such rigorous training to fly? These are the actors no. flying the planes. Flying planes. So they started off by doing Mental. these drills with the Navy where like, it was all about being in the water. Because like, if you have to eject, you have to be able to survive in the sea. So you, you have these footage of them being like in cages rolled into the water yeah. and, and, and having to escape from like a, a cargo plane simulation. And then they were flying like, you know, uh, biplane, you know, propeller jets, things. And then they were flying jets and then they were flying into, and they built it up slowly crazy, surely. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I'd be like, I'll, I'll just, I'll be John Hamm's and, character. Um, I'll stay on the ground. And uh, operate cinema camera, please. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, and you have this footage of Tom Cruise being like, okay, this is what you do here. And this is what you. They were teaching you... about like, you know, aperture lighting. Yeah. Like, you, they need to be in the right position from yeah. the sun because otherwise yeah. your shots blown yeah. out. I just, I can't even, I can't imagine. And yeah, you've got, um, you've got some some aspect ratio switching, but always never felt distracting. Yeah. Um, oh really? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it, it works straight away. And pretty much the whole last half is is just an I, IMAX section. It's so brilliant. basically, as you can probably tell, it's really great. It, you will you will have a good time. I really do think you will. And I mean, obviously, if you got this while listening to this, you probably already seen it. it. I mean, maybe let us know if you didn't enjoy it. I, I'd be surprised, yep. or for whatever reasons. Um, obviously, no films for everyone, but. No. Uh, I, it's I, pretty close. I, I think it was a real kind of fist pump of a film that that felt earned. Whereas the uh, you know watching the, you know the, the original Top Gun is so far back and so different, and just lost in such a different period of time. Yeah, it was hard to have that. But this, I felt like they really had, had worked for it. Would you be annoyed if they made a sequel to Top Gun Maverick with Maverick in it? Yeah, yeah, I would be because yeah. I think they are happy for that to be done. I think, so. and I think Tom Cruise is happy for that to be done because he'd resisted it's making a lot of money. Yeah, but he'd resisted having a Top Gun sequel for so long. Really, it, it's but taken thirty six. Yeah, they, they've been asking him to do Top Gun sequels since the first one came out. Well. Like on and on, and he'd always like no, 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 and because it was such a big thing, I think it was quite a daunting task. And they've come back and they've been able to pull it off really well. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. Uh, bring back a sequel that really the the franchise you're investing in is not top gun it's tom cruise so you just hope that the, the audience will just carry over to mission impossible dead reckoning part one yeah, okay. all stunts, yeah. yeah. I, I am so happy with that film being a full stop i think it's brilliant and it, it gives me so much closure yeah. and i'm glad that that could be it but also it ends with he's out the navy now isn't it that was his last thing that's his last like whatever happens this is your last yeah uh, yeah he was just put in top gun because i know like you couldn't write him. Oh, yeah, we right need you back we need you to back and this time in space yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top gun in space so we love the film yeah but one thing i want to talk about is obviously i did see this in 4DX, yes. um, which is a, a cinema experience that I don't think a lot, yes, a lot of people haven't done. But in the same way that you know, we went to the premiere, I went to the premiere and we've just reviewed the film, I thought it would just be interesting for people listening if I just told them a bit about how 4DX works. And don't this isn't like a paid promotion thing. I'm not going to tell yeah, you. Like, yeah, 4DX, not, I'm genuinely just like reviewing my not experience. Not been paid today. to do it, no, but no. we were sent. So we were, yeah, we were sent it. as part of it to, to experience it. So 4DX is an interesting thing. So just to, to, to contextualize what, how it works, it's only in Cineworld cinemas at the moment it's 4d x because your chair moves your uh, not 3d no it's no 3d there's no glasses but your um your chair moves with certain motion in the film your chair vibrates um there is uh gusts of wind or short bursts of air there is sprays of water where necessary is that annoying wait i'll get there um and lots of other kind of uh things okay it's synchronized. It's all done in South Korea, and it's synchronized perfectly with the movement of of the film. So it's never it's never out of sync. It's always yeah. like you know done like that. Um, and you know, before I before I did this, I was not really uh, I I wasn't thrilled at the idea of 4DX. I didn't mm. think I needed it. And I, you know, I was speaking to you, and you you've been quite 
skeptical. It's about never the idea. been what I yes. really wanted. I thought I'd rather you know pay for a premium yeah. viewing experience and let the seat just be still. Right. Something about water or wind so it kind of does. I think that yeah. would take me out. But so again, I haven't this is the done thing. It. Everyone, when we were in the room, everyone's talking about this is interesting. But could could this work for two hours long? Or you know, yes, or the fatigue of it. Yeah. I, I, what I'll say is this: when we watched the film, they first showed some trailers, Jurassic World. You know, the new one coming up, and. The, the the 4DX experience for that was pretty unassuming. Oh, so like trailers. Yes, yeah, so they did things oh, like wow. so like you know address you know the T Rex stomps, <laughs> your chair moves a bit. And it's uh, like okay, yeah okay that's fine. But I wasn't really that thrilled. I, I thought it was just they turned it up when the film started. <laughs> whatever. But I would be lying if I didn't say that with Top Gun Maverick, it wasn't. Sorry, let me do that again. I would be lying if I didn't say that it was interesting with Top Gun Maverick because the way, I think it works specifically with Top Gun Maverick because the, the way that that is filmed in the cockpit with planes banking. Literally left, G-force is a right, plot element. Back up in, you know, the motion of a chair is inbuilt with like the, similar to the motion of a cockpit. I would be lying if I said that that didn't actually have a great, I didn't have a great time with that. that yeah. I, I, I was surprised at how undistracting. How and much actually, movement are we talking? Oh, you know, it's probably like, it's not like, you're probably only doing like 20, <laughs> no, probably only like 20 <laughs> degrees, but like, you know, when, when, when you see the back of a jet flare up with the engine's about to go, your chair goes back a bit. Uh, and, it, and, it probably was, wow. and, I, and I have to say like, there was, especially in that last third, when the, the mission is underway and the planes are moving, your chair was, and I, 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 had a, I did have a good time with it. I had yeah. a good time with it. Um, but, so I have to say, so the synchronization with Top Gun Maverick, it worked. I'm not sure it would work with all the other films. I'm still not sold on the idea, but, mm. I, but I would be lying if I didn't say that that was a really good thing. There was one moment that didn't work at all, though. Mm -hmm. There is a bit in Top Gun Maverick where... Um, a character is in a snow-filled environment, right? Okay. And literally, I'm watching it, and then I hear, and I'm like, "Is that is that in the film?" And then these snow blowers at the no. side of the screen blow this fake snow, and everyone in the whole auditorium burst out laughing. It was ridiculous. That is, that is a step it, too uh, far. I know, and I was like, "This is like a school panto. This is this is this is silly. It's just silly. The chair moving is one thing. I think almost just the chair I think moving. Chair moving is enough. It, and then fine. rumble, I think, yeah. is cool. Chair and rumble is fine, but but you, I mean, I turned the water off on my seat. Oh, I, can you I do, do that. Yeah, oh, yeah good. thank goodness. But but um, the the snow thing, I thought oh, that is just really silly, and and makes the whole thing seem like a cheap gimmick, which is what going into like it, a theme I think park you ride, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know those uh, at fun fairs, it's the yes, cabin. Yes. Like that, that is probably the most I'd want. So look, 4DX, I, I think I'd always rather go choose IMAX probably. Like, yeah. like that, the fact that you've seen it in Top Gun, seen Top Gun in, in IMAX, I'll go and do that. But I, I, on this particular occasion, I did kind of have a good time, except yeah. for that one snowy moment. So... I don't know. If anyone out there has seen 4DX and wants to let us know if yeah, they... Yeah, it's probably the film... I only film I could conceive of seeing yes. in I, maybe Star Wars if there's lots of you know X-wing scenes or like cool sound yeah. stuff to do with lightsabers but other than that I can't, can't say I'm like otherwise it's going to be like Jurassic World and a car will like spin around a corner really quickly and your chair will go so yeah well. yeah okay. but, it, but, it, but it also was it wasn't as distracting as I thought anyway Fine. 4DX it's there if there you, you fancy Top Gun Maverick go see it Okay, so George, it is time to play a little game before we go today. This is our game we played the last few weeks. It is Guess the Film by its cast. Sure. If you didn't know, if you haven't listened, I'm going to read out a cast list. And George, from the cast list, has to tell me what film it is before I get to the end. Okay. He's pretty good at this, but <laughs> hopefully going to try and Bring it stump on. him. Okay, so I'm going to give you like give you like a two to three second break sure. between each one. Are you ready? You've got to guess the film by its cast in three, two, one. Peter O'Toole. Last Emperor. Garrett Headland. Uh, Rose Byrne. Garrett Headland and Rose Byrne. Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, Rose Byrne and Brendan Gleeson. Uh, it's not Sean Bean. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Brian Cox. Uh, um, it's oh Diane God. Kruger. Uh, 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 this might give it away. Orlando Bloom. Uh, uh, is it Kingdom of Heaven? No. Eric Banner. Um, last one. Uh, Garrett Headland's thrown me. Brad Pitt. Oh, it's um, 
Troy. Troy. That has. I threw you there because that actually has a big cast. Huge cast. When you when you said Rose Byrne and Garrett Hedlund, I associate those with early 2010s. Yes. This is 2004. Rose Byrne is in that way before we knew who Rose Byrne was. As uh, she's like a. Yeah, she's like one of the Troy people. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trojans, James. Trojan, yeah. <laughs> what did they say? Troy people. Troy people. <laughs> Troy story. Hey, they're called Trojans. Uh, that has got a really mixed cast. Yes. I thought I'd throw you because you've got... Peter O'Toole. <laughs> you've got like Brendan Gleeson, Brian Cox. Yeah. On the one side, you've got your Orlando Bloom, yeah. Eric Banner, who've all just done a Love mixture Eric of films. You can almost give him as an underrated actor, Eric Banner. You could. Eric Banner, feel like he's kind of stepped away, but yeah, good. So that was Troy. Did you get it? Second film. Paul Bettany. Okay. Tandy Newton. Crash. Erin uh, Kellyman. Mission Impossible 2. I don't know who Erin Kellyman is. Woody Harrelson. Uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Oh, that is solo, a yes. Star Wars story. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is tough. Uh, the rest of the ones you could have had for that were Donald Glover, Amelia Clark. Alton Aaron Reich. Right. Again, sure. mixed cast. Yeah. It's not the most popular no, Star Wars No, no, that film, is good so, though. That's Because very... like Paul Bessie, Taddy yeah, Newton. Yeah. I'm telling you the difficulty. Yeah, you've got a cu- Last week, George got a couple on the first go, so yeah. I'm just humbling him. But <clears throat> yeah, solo Star Wars story. Well done. Last film. Film number three. Guess the film. Buy its cast. Are you ready? Mackenzie Davis. Terminator Salvation. Dave Batista. Ah. Uh... Robin Wright. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> you just had like an absolute stroke. Your eyes blinked. You looked like Doctor Strange seeing the 14 million future. <laughs> uh, that was Blade Runner 2049. So it was uh, Mackenzie Davis, Dave Batista, Robin Wright. The next one was Jared Leto, Anna de Armath. Uh, Harrison Ford. Is it, is it Armath? No, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, Anna de Armas, Harrison Ford, and Ryan Gosling. But Ooh, there you go. That was you. another round of guests. I still the think I'm getting the better based than you. on his cast. Yeah, you absolutely are. Um, there you go. Did you get them? I'd be curious to hear if you did. But anyway. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pulp Kitchen. Don't forget that we post episodes of this show every single Wednesday. But we also have loads of extra content coming on the channel throughout the week. So yes, you might have watched or listened to our episode in the week, but later, well, you know, coming out later in the week, we've got reviews, news, reactions, games, all that kind of stuff. So go check it out. Don't forget this episode is brought to you by the subscribe button. Go subscribe. <laughs> it's free with discount code. Just click it. Uh, <laughs> please go and give the YouTube some love. Drop us a like. Yes, rate us on Spotify. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram. We post little clips of this show. Sometimes stuff that doesn't make it in. So check it out. Really helps. Um, We will see you next week. Thank you very much.